You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org. Logan's here to tell me why I need to get rid of my tattoo. Amen. You're listening to Cornfield Theology. Hey everyone, Pastor Sean here, Pastor of Redemption Hill Church, located in the Des Moines metro. Thanks for taking a listen to us. Uh, be sure, um, before we get into it, be sure to uh, like, subscribe, thumbs up, share. Hey, if you like it, share share the podcast. It helps get the word out. We like to think we're putting out pretty good content. We're doing the best we can. And uh, today's topic is a topic near and dear to Logan's heart. That's right. You've been uh, hounding me about this topic for, I don't know, ever since I met you. So going on five years now. What's the topic, man? It's uh, images of Jesus Christ and, and why you should have them. Okay, no, not why you should have them. <laughs> why you should? Have we'll them. at least leave it open. And be like, oh, can you have? Can you them? have? In question that's, mark. That's the question mark. My well, that, that's the no. uh, the title of the you know the outline I, I sent you. Are images of God acceptable? Right. And uh, I we're gonna we're gonna talk about the various facets of this and various mm. perspectives because I think um, there's probably a couple camps like. There are people who are like, I haven't thought about it, champ. Sure. Right. Um, there's going to be the, the those who are like, yeah, I've definitely thought about this. And then you got a kind of a middling camp, like, yeah, I've thought about it. I just don't care. Right. Right. It's not a big deal. Yep. And then within some of the camps where they thought about it, it's either, yes, it's fine, or no, it's not. Or, you know, some are, some aren't. It's like, you know, full disclosure off the front, like, I'm against some depictions, but there's people that go even more strict than I do. Well, you have to define some, but we'll, right. we'll get into that yep. here. And then, <clears throat> and then, who are, what's the camp that's even more um, rigid? And I only mean that in a negative way necessarily, because I think they're trying to guard something that's that's good, um, which is um, how we understand who God is and how we how we should view Him or whatever else have you. So we'll get into that. Uh, which which reminds me of a reference I made uh, last Sunday, mm-hmm. Palm Sunday, and I brought up the uh, blasphemous movie Dogma, which I've seen because before I was a Christian, before the Lord saved me, I watched yeah. it. <laughs> And there was like one other guy in church. Yeah. I, I made the reference. He's like, yeah, I've seen that one too, <laughs> which was just, you know, images of God, you know, depictions of, of God. And I use that loosely everywhere, you know, buddy Jesus, you know, yeah. winking with the hands. Yeah. You know, he's, a, he's a meme. He's a meme on the internet. Yeah. yeah I have not actually watched Dogma. Yeah. It's actually a loaded cast. It's uh like um, Matt, Damon, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, who's Silent Bob and... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, Bob and oh, I forget the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Bob's clearly better. Well, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I can't remember what movie. Yeah, Silent in. Bob and the other guy were in uh, Mallrats. Yes, which was filmed in Eden Prairie Mall. Eden Prairie Mall, yeah. which we we frequent, and I used to live there as well. Yeah, but we're in Iowa now, and uh, we're doing this podcast. So let's get to it. All right, what's the cultural vibe? Cultural vibe for images of God? Do you think? I mean, I think most people don't care. Yeah, it's like whatever. Like, so if you're looking at like the broader culture, like, yeah, yeah. Like just people in the U.S., it's like it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like you see memes with Jesus, and you know, not Muhammad, but Jesus, sure, a okay. Yeah. 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 And then with uh, Christians, I think still well, the majority of them back are like, up yeah. a second. I mean, yeah. you just said something kind of on the side, but it's interesting. Like images of Jesus, okay, but Muhammad, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, someone's gonna be knocking on your door and being like, knock that off. Sure. Are they are are is Islam onto something there? Uh, 
maybe well i think the reason that people are like yo you can't do that yeah it's because if you do it's it's very offensive to muslims yeah whereas if you do a depiction of jesus it's not at all yeah or god like family guy gets away with having the god yeah hey anyone who's listening if you can if you could uh tell us the underlying principles principles for why islam does not want pictures of muhammad i'd be curious to know that because i mean from a christian perspective we have our biblical texts right and our rationale uh why you should or shouldn't have depictions of of god but i'd be curious because muhammad is not god right he is a a prophet great prophet the best prophet yeah the best prophet according to islam yeah yep and 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 so even he's so sacred so Mm -hmm. how much more would the god of islam (laughs) be off limits oh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah Huh. I think I think it's there's something there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So culture vibe is like, yeah, whatever. Do what you want. Even what you want. Most Christian churches. I Asian Jesus, like, go for it. Black Jesus, go for it. White Jesus, go for it. Uh, yeah. In fact, I think there's even more of a push now of yeah. actually not doing Asian, black, or white Jesus, but like having a quote unquote accurate Jesus. Like, oh, he's a mid- Middle Eastern, right? Uh, person, which so. is true. Which is true. He was Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think that's not refutable. No. Where's Israel? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's born there? Mm. Oh, promised land? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, that's definitely in the Middle East. Yeah, I think we got some got some data for... for yeah. Uh, right, but for like... So now there's not just a push of like... Like, oh, yeah, depictions of Jesus are okay. Like, oh, no, you should try to have correct, correct depictions. Correct, yeah. Which still falls short. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I find it interesting... And then we'll get into some various views from a denominational perspective. I find it interesting that we don't, you know, Jesus uh, was a tremendous teacher and prophet. Yep. Minimum, right? I mean, not only the son of God, but let's just look at it from a cultural perspective. A prophet and a teacher, and yet we have no images of him from the first century. Like no no statues of him that were created. No, 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 no one ever thought to themselves, whoa, mm-hmm. that guy who just healed... The blind guy. Mm. Let's get a. Let's sketch that out. You're about to say photo. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say photo. Yeah. Get your camera. Well, hey, for paintings. Get your iPhone. <laughs> for, for paintings, they usually have to sit still for a while, and you know he's moving all the time. But I bring it up because I think that was with purpose by God, right? Mm. I think in His providence, He's like, no, we're gonna be consistent here. So, anywho, uh, we got some. I grew up Catholic. Yeah, you did. So you know, I was the altar boy into high school crucifix in front of me every single day mm-hmm. um had a rosary yeah i'd pray that rosary the glory be the hail mary obviously the our father glory be to the father to the pray son to a lot of people Holy that Spirit. aren't god yep. yeah 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 and all the prayers hail mary full of grace lord's with thee but anyways um obviously the catholics and we we're not gonna get into the iconoclastic controversy sure because <laughs> catholics have fallen far from what they fought over then with uh-huh. the Eth- with the now Eastern Orthodox, which is so funny. But anyways, uh, growing up Catholic, seeing the crucifix, which is you know Jesus on the cross depicted. Anyways, and uh, in my early twenties, before the Lord saved me, I went ahead and got a tattoo in my left arm of the crucifix on the shoulder. On the shoulder, yeah. And uh, it's interesting. I was working one day. I um, was in property management. Someone walked in. She was all tatted up, and I'm like, oh, there's some pretty good artwork on on you. Yeah, tattoos are cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Didn't have anything inherently against tattoos at the time. And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, where'd you get your tattoos? Mm. And she's like, ah, oh, you know, South, I think it was South Robert Street in St. Paul. 
Sure. This tattoo place. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, so right after work, I get in my car, I drive there, and I walk into the tattoo place. I'm like, hey, I heard about you guys. I just want to know if you could make a tattoo of a crucifix in my arm. And the guy was like, what's a crucifix? Now, now, pause. That should have been the first, like, warning of not getting a tattoo at that place. Yeah, probably. At least not that particular tattoo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I go back in my car. I grab a rosary. Uh-huh. Out of the car. I'm like, it's one of these things. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah I could do that. <laughs> he was clearly high. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'll admit, your tattoo's not great. So, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so, anyways, uh, I went and I got a tattoo. Uh-huh. But that was uh, obviously that Catholic influence. That was, you know, the reason why I got it. So, anyways, Catholics are good with images. Clearly, if you go to a an older Catholic church and you see a lot of stained glass, they'll have mm. other pictures of God or Jesus. Yeah, very, very like important uh, moments within the gospel story are usually depicted. Hey, here's a question for you, because because yeah. growing up Catholic, I saw a lot of this. What about the Holy Spirit being depicted? Okay, so jumping forward, so <laughs> when we're talking about like uh, the different like uh, variances, yeah, 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 I'm I'm not like a dove. The Holy I'm Spirit okay does. with symbolic depictions of them because okay. those symbols are used in the scriptures so jesus being a lamb jesus being a lamb or yeah. the spirit depicted as so when you dove. read it in scripture it's 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 your mind is is going to that image right you know i think i think I yeah the, the point of, of it being written is if you like oh you know you know he's the lamb of god you're gonna think of a lamb yeah, right, right or he's the sacrificial lamb you know i think of that classic painting of the lamb that's laying down that was slain. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I'm okay with symbolic depictions, as, uh, specifically ones that are mentioned okay. in the scriptures themselves. Yeah, that's good. Which, I, I agree I, with you on that one. Which I don't think there is one for the father. Yeah, I'd have to go through that and think it through. Yeah. So maybe we'll think it through as we do this podcast. So we got the Catholics. They go with it. Eastern Orthodox is like uh, on crack when it comes to images. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, have you ever been to an Eastern Orthodox service, Russian or Greek? Uh, no, but I have seen like videos of it and they ha- like, they're super important. We learned yeah. about them in when I was at Bethany. Yeah. It's like, yep. So I've been to a service as part of a class that I took when I did my THM and uh, we, it was a class on Eastern Orthodoxy, mm-hmm. which was by the way, pretty, pretty fascinating in terms of you mm. know, history and historical theology. Yeah, and I never we, had a class on it. It yeah. was like briefly mentioned. Yeah, it was an entire class. It was nice. so good. So good in the sense like I love I love history. I love church history. And right. so they fall into a line of in and church history. that's the great schism, correct? Yep. And so they're, they're part of the iconoclastic controversy with the Catholics going into the 11th century. Mm. And so anyways, we go to the we go to the service just to experience it. And the thing with the Eastern Orthodox, when you go to um, you know Greek or Russian Orthodox, they engage all the senses. So you're always hearing something. Mm-hmm. You're always seeing something, obviously. You're always smelling something. Mm, like incense being burned. And, and then you could be singing as well because there's always like um, you know, a choir or chanting going on or something like that. And it's actually quite, and it's bright, bright. Oh, man, if the, if, if the sun went dark, this place would still bright up the neighborhood. Mm. It's just so bright. And so icons everywhere. I mean, that's where, you know, theologically speaking, you know, I. There, what's what's there, the purpose for that? Yeah, it's a medium toward meeting with God. I'm sure. I'm sure someone who practices Eastern Orthodoxy could sum that up much better than I could. Sure. But even this is where during class I actually stepped back and didn't participate. Is um, during a class not at the church, but you know in our classroom, people brought in icons and they prayed, you know, 
through the icons to God. Mm. What's this? Uh, St. John's Saint, University. Yeah. Okay, John. yep. okay. So uh, that's where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, this is a touch pagan for me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> get an F in the class. <laughs> yeah, right. I got an F for not participating in paganism. Fine. <laughs> so uh, anyways, all that to say, they, they have no problem with images as well. In fact, uh, vital to their worship. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's actually part of their part of their worship. And so, you know, I would be interested if we had an Eastern Orthodox priest right here to be like, hey, what's the uh, biblical rationale for icons? Sure. Sp- specifically of God or Jesus in particular. Sure. Uh, I'd be curious what their answer would be. Uh, but they're not here. So, but we're Protestants. And I think Protestants are a mixed bag. Yep. I think uh, we love to fight over things. And this is one we fight over. <laughs> You could walk into one Protestant church and you could have, uh, there's a place where I go on the regular to teach um, theology and church history. And at this church, they have posters. It's your, your typical run-of-the-mill evangelical church. And uh, there's depictions of God everywhere. Sure. You know, Jesus and the Holy Spirit in particular, right? Right. And uh, you just can't get away from it. Or you can go to some churches where it's like you have a cross. Yep. And then nothing else. Right. So it's a mixed bag. Um they fight over it. And uh, sometimes I think the fight is justified. Sure. And uh, we need to talk about that. So it's mixed. Like I said, uh, there are those who have not thought through the issue. I think that's the biggest camp within the Protestant world. I think so. Honestly, especially the evangelical Protestant world. They just like, I've never thought about the second commandment. And so, and how it applies. And so it's like, I'm just going to do what everyone else is doing. Sure. Uh, And then there's those who have thought it through and their theology informs their opinion. Yeah. That's which is probably where I'm at. So let's explain the debate a little bit more clearly. The rationale. Yes. It's okay to have images of God. Let's say you've thought the first camp. Yeah. The first camp. Let's say you've actually thought it through, right? Let's say you're not absent minded about it and you're like, okay, I think it's okay to have images of God. Right. Um, I could sketch it out. You like to sketch things. I love sketching things under the new covenant. Some would say Christians have the Liberty that they did not have under the old covenant. Mm-hmm. Is that a good argument? Um, and then based off of the, and I just want to give the scriptural support yeah, yeah. before, you know, go into it. Um, you know, where it says in first Corinthians six, 12, all things are lawful for me, but not right. all things are helpful. Yep. Um, all things are lawful for me, but uh, I will not be dominated by anything. Yeah. And then, I think this next one, first, first Corinthians 10 could, yeah, is used. So whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all in the glory of God. Um, so those are kind of the, the, you know, the Christian Liberty texts. Yeah. Christian Liberty texts that like, Hey, you know, when I look at a, a like a picture of Jesus, like I'm not, it doesn't affect me right. in, in a sense that I'm like, like they're not going to pray to. Right. I don't think anyone's doing that in the Protestant right. camp. I think it's pretty clear. Like we have a picture of Jesus. It's like, I'm not praying to the picture or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I like where they're coming at. Cause I feel like it's, it's a genuine response, you know, yeah. but my issue with it is like, we need to, there's still yes, Christian Liberty, but we also need to, if, if God commands something or if something is inherently sinful, you don't have the Christian Liberty to do it. Yeah. So Christian yeah. Liberty is always restrained. Right. So Christian, and no li- one wants to talk about that component Yeah, because <laughs> we love our Liberty. Christian, Christian Liberty is available when there's like a gray area yeah. and then your conscience comes in. And if it goes against your conscience, now it's sin because yeah. it's going against your conscience. Right. But Christian Liberty does not apply to things that are inherently sin. So lying, right. Uh, right. you know, you don't have a Christian Liberty in that. 
that aspect or adultery. There's no Christian liberty in adultery because it's a clear sin. And then it would be my argument that depictions of God would be clear sin. So Christian liberty doesn't apply. Right. So uh, the, the argument with Christian liberty really stops when we realize scripture speaks clearly on an issue. And the question becomes here, does scripture speak clearly on this issue? Mm-hmm. And uh, just so everyone, maybe think of this, this, this thought, there's actually no true libertarians in Christianity. Like when you think about it, not from a governmental perspective, from okay. a religious perspective. Yeah. Because God does say you can and cannot do. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does lay down. You know. Yeah. You don't have as much uh, freedoms. <laughs> you right. Need, you need to be obedient. I mean, Obedience is huge. Yeah. I mean, Paul calls himself a slave and we should be happy to be slaves to Christ. Yeah, right. So uh, that's good. Um, so Christian liberty is not the greatest argument. Another not so great argument. We're going to bring it up here. Man and woman are made in God's image. So it seems ridiculous that we would prohibit images of God. Mm. You know? And I, initially I thought about that point. I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. Logan, you're an image. You're made in God's image and likeness. Yeah. So what's wrong with that? The only, the only thing is you're not god <laughs> yeah i'm also like when it's when it's talking about made in the image of god this is a joke i used to have with my my dad actually he's like oh yeah all people are made in the image of god so if you took everyone's looks yeah and smashed Smash them, them together, together into one person oh you'd get someone that looks like god well yeah. when it's talking about the image of god it's not talking about the physical appearance yeah. it's talking about characteristics uh, and attributes that we share with God yeah, yeah. and also just our value that's yep. inherent with it has nothing to do with how we look. Right. So in, in which case, it, thank goodness, argue, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got a face for radio for podcasting. <laughs> I, I disagree. <laughs> I'm sure your wife disagrees. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she disagrees. Yeah, right. We'll go ask her later. Honey, honey, what do you think about this? Um, yeah, she didn't marry you to come down to Iowa. So <laughs> she married me cause I was funny. She told my kids that one day, why'd you marry dad? Oh, he makes me laugh. And I'm like, is that it? <laughs> you give him a little more, honey? <laughs> nope, that's it. It was a funny moment at the power zones. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think this this argument in particular is is kind of ridiculous. Because yeah, it's weak. You're, you're basically... Weak sauce. Well, you're trying to take the word image and try and apply it in two different contexts that they're not the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Third rationale. The second person of the Trinity was incarnate. So we have an image of God, right? I mean, a perfect image of God. Yeah. So like, I mean, I can, I can run with that one a little bit. Yeah. That one has some legs. Yeah. Cause like, um, you could, you can make pro- the argument with like the father and the spirit that they have no physical form. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Christ uniquely does have a physical That's fully right. human body. That's right. So why can't you make images of that? That's right. So yeah. What, what's your argument against that? Well, my argument against it, I, I think I mentioned it already. Uh, earlier mm. is that it's interesting to me we don't have any sketches of christ no statues of christ mm-hmm. and i think in god's providence now there's some biblical evidence we're going to get to sure. and i think when we talk about it's not okay to have images of god it's going to become more clear mm. um but we don't we don't we don't have those data points sure like any pictures we have of jesus is all second hand third hand fourth hand tenth hand down the road, you know, or, or a picture of Jesus in my, in my own mind that I created. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got, we got upper Midwest, Jesus, blonde hair, blue eyes, hands you know, that white. never work today. Yeah. 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 Right. So <laughs> shampoo hair model. Yeah. I'm like, wasn't he a carpenter? And he's got like soft hands, you know, it's like, okay, knock it off. So 
I think there's a lot. Well, let's get into the other side of this. Well, uh, before you go, actually. Yeah, go for it. I, I actually don't like that that rationale against this argument mm-hmm. because it's kind of an argument from silence. Sure. Which usually is not very good. Well, here's why it's not silence. We actually don't have images of Christ. Right. That's, that's silence. It that's is, the silence. It, it, an argument from silence is like I, I am... I am giving you a rationale that has no um, support, right? Mm-hmm. The support here is that we actually don't have, we don't have anything to offer you. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it's not there. So it's like if you come over to my house, like you came over this morning, you came over to the barn, and we're hanging out, and uh, I didn't give you coffee. I gave you a cup of coffee. Let's say I gave you coffee, and you uh-huh. go home, uh-huh. and you say to Kennedy, your wife, you say he didn't give me any coffee. Well. The argument that she could say, what's the argument from silence? Because nothing was offered to you. It's kind of the same thing. There were no pictures of Christ. So that actually is indeed it is indeed an argument. There are no statues of Christ. Okay. And so it's that argument from silence, I think, is 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 approaching it from a little, a little bit differently here. The fact is, the fact is we don't have that data point, those data points in God's providence. Sure. Uh, my argument against it is it, it would have to be established. I'd have to first establish that, you know, images flat out are sinful. Yeah. So even if they if they are sinful, just because Jesus was a man doesn't mean that gives us now permissions to create images. So right. Like it doesn't really apply. But I, I do see your point. And before we move on to the no images are allowed, I have a fourth argument. Yeah, go for it. And it's an argument you gave me. Ugh. So it seems. Can I retract it? Probably. Okay. Or, or you can deconstruct it yourself and mm-hmm. critique it. Um, so because Sean's actually kind of, you switched your opinion. I've evolved on this, but I'll explain why in a moment. Right. But you had the arguments that images of Christ are useful, specifically in the early church, yeah. for telling the story of the gospel right. when so many people were illiterate. Yeah. So that would be the best argument for it, I think. Uh, <laughs> like Sean, I'm gonna give you your argument, man. That was a that, that was, was a great, great argument. argument. Uh, <laughs> Woo! I was a smart guy. <laughs> Lots changed. <laughs> wow, that did sound great. Good, good call. You're Just trying to keep you humble, <laughs> yeah. humble and kind. That was uh, the best. All right. Anyways, continue. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, you know when you think about illiteracy uh, in the early church, even probably getting up into the Enlightenment, right? Mm. The populace was highly illiterate, and so a lot of things were understood through picture, mm-hmm. were understood through um, storytelling, yep, narrative, and that's still the case in a lot of developing countries. So, like, or when, the case with children, yeah. So you get the we make fun of the infographs, you know, the the big board, and you mm. put the little things up, the and you slap it, and, the yeah, felt, yeah, yeah. and you slap it up, and you got a picture of Jesus, and you know, it's the crucifixion and whatever, what have you. And there's resurrection, and we can kind of put it up, whatever. And uh, that's really useful. It's extremely useful. Uh, unfortunately, what we're also doing with that, this is this is the argument against it, is that we're facilitating an image of Christ that is not true. Right. Because you know, us, especially when us Westerners go to a developing country in Africa, you know, it's like white Jesus that we're putting <laughs> up there, and it's like he's not like you. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's like. I just think we got to be really careful with that. Yeah. And so that's, while it's, I, I do think in all humility and honesty, that is a strong argument. I think it's, we still need to be very careful and perhaps, perhaps we can still 
tell the story of the gospel without specifically having a picture of mm. God. Right. Yeah. My my issue with it is it's an argument from pragmatism. Yeah. Rather, yeah. Than, rather than from scripture. Or missional. It's a missional. Sure. Pragmat pragmatic and missional. Yeah. But I don't like on a t t subject like this, especially when it's coming down to the rights depictions of God and whether or not we're committing a sin. I don't want to be doing something just because it's pragmatic. Right. Um, and the fact of the matter is this, even though Jesus was incarnate, um, the word was word was incarnate. Um, we have a written word mm -hmm. and we have a, well, there's a reason why our Bible is not filled with pictures and filled with words. And I think there's something there. In terms you of, get the Catholic illustrated Bible. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, well, or you're, run-of-the-mill children's Bible. Right. You know what I'm saying? Which which always sucks when you get to Revelation. They don't go into the deets, man. Yeah. yeah. It's people. so short. I yeah. go to it every time. Come on. So, that's a strong argument, although I think there's compelling reasons why mm -hmm. uh, you still shouldn't. So, let's get into that. It is not okay to have images of God. Rationale, the Bible is clear that making an image of God is a sin. Right? Yep. Is it a sin? I would say so. But perhaps for different reasons. Your children's Bible that yep. has a depiction of Jesus? Even if it's a black Jesus. So who's sinning there? Is it the publisher? Is it the author? Is it the oh, person see, reading it? <laughs> see, that's that's actually a, a question I've, I haven't come to a conclusion yet. I mean, it's interesting. Like, yeah. If it's a sin, like who's committing the sin here? I think, I think the person that makes the image is certainly sinning. Mm. Yeah. Um, the thing is, do I fall in? Do I sin when I look on it? I'm not sure. Depends if... If I'm like looking at it, I'm like, yes, and approving. Yeah, right, right. Like, that's not Jesus. Like, I make the joke, like, whenever someone like does a picture of Jesus in a meme or whatever, I'm like, who's that man? Mm -hmm. I don't know that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the other part of um, it being a sin is the second commandment. Yep. Right? Don't make graven Im images. We can go back to Exodus 20. And uh, even when, you know, Moses, like, he's going up, you know, Ten Commandments, that whole, you know, that, that story in Exodus 20. And it's like, don't make any images. Period. Hard stop. <laughs> then what does Israel do? They make a calf. <laughs> and call it God. <laughs> and call it God. It's like, like, not oh. saying, like, this is a God. They they actually say, this is the God it's like that, guys, that guys. delivered you from Egypt. <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, I actually want to read, just yeah. so, you know, um, just for our audience, uh, Exodus 20, verse 2. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of age. I don't know how to say it, but that's not it. You said Exodus 2, 20. 20. Uh, 20. Exodus 20. 20. Verse, verse two? two, yeah. Was it verse four? Oh, verse four. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you shall make. Yeah. <laughs> you shall not make uh, for yourselves a carved image or any likeness yeah. of anything that is in heaven above. You know, like angels or yeah. God, uh, <laughs> or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Mm. And you shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Mm. visiting iniquities and yeah so from this a lot of people make the argument this is a clear statement oh, yeah. don't make any images literally of anything because it's right. heaven above right the earth below or in the sea and then we find this in the decalogue as well ten commandments mm -hmm. where it's like don't make any images period yep images of god um and one someone might argue though is that that passage specifically says like oh but it says and worship them so yeah. then it's okay to make like Mind can i not worship Right. Because now can I not, because if it's like no images ever, well, can I not draw a dog? Right. Well, that's where I would say uh, we have more evidence in the Old Testament of 
what is being communicated and what's mm-hmm. being prohibited here. Right. So I keep mentioning the Decalogue, and there it's very specific. Like, it's no images, period, gone. Right. Hard stop. And then I think another thing we talked about earlier is, like, it's interesting also that in the Old Testament, uh, Israel would not use God's name. Right. It's it's because it's holy and sacred. So what is being communicated here is God is holy. Mm-hmm. And we want to protect his holiness through these tangible means. Don't make, don't, don't speak his name, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't make a great, uh, carved image, a graven image. Right. And so I, I just think there's, there's more going on here than just, we read a verse and here we are. Yeah. I think along with that, like, so I do think the heart of the second commandment is about not making images for the purposes of worship. Mm. Um, and so then someone might be like, oh, then I can make a, a depiction of Jesus as long as I don't worship it. The issue is that as you make depictions of Jesus, you start to form those images in, in your, your mind. mind. Yeah. And now when you go to pray or go to worship, those created images of Jesus can be in your mind as you're worshiping. And in which case I do think you're violating the second amendment because you've now created a amendment. A, a, a second amendment. Commandment. Commandment. Oh we, my we've, goodness. We've, we've pivoted into politics. I will use the second amendment to protect the second commandment. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but um, that's an uh, a argument that a lot of very reformed people that take a strict stance on the second commandment or yeah. Second commandment. I got me like second guessing my words mm-hmm. is like you actually create the images in your head because you're looking at so many images of Jesus all the time. Yeah. And that's improper. So is the question on the table is, is the making of an image of God um, making another God in itself? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that'd be the pushback. Sure. It's like, is the, is that making of that image mm-hmm. um, a, a, a reverence, a reverential uh, act toward God, or is it another, you know, actually a, a temptation toward worshiping that image mm-hmm. kind of going back to Eastern Orthodox. And that's where the argument would come back when you look at kind of Exodus 19 and you get into the Ten Commandments. I would argue that I think Scripture is just clear on the whole about what is what God is trying to communicate when it comes to his images, coming to, when it comes to images, when it comes to his name. Now, the pushback there would be, well, we use the word God now. Right. Theos from the Greek, and no one is pushing back on that. And so has something changed under the New Covenant? Now, the arg- the counter argument against that is because well I have nothing within the Decalogue itself that would say that would prohibit me now under the New Covenant to use Theos God for Greek um, Yahweh Adonai mm. you know Jehovah Jireh whatever so I, I think that the 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 images itself is what is at issue here mm. and um, I've just I've I've changed a lot because my theology has evolved into a covenant theology position sure. So before, uh, you know, probably holding to a more new covenant theology position, I would say, hey, images are fine. Sure. You know, Ten Commandments no longer apply. Um, we're just abiding by what, morally speaking, we're abiding by what was written in, in the New Testament. Sure. More of a new co- covenant theology stance. New covenant theology stance. Well, I've changed on that in the last two, three years, and I'm more firmly in the covenant theology camp, mm-hmm. where I look at the Decalogue now, and I'm like, I have a high reverence for that, where I go, oh, we got to obey that, including... You know, the Sabbath, which is another conversation for another day. Yeah. And even, even you it, miss it every Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slight First day of the there. week. Yeah. First day of the week, Sunday. <laughs> um, so I, I'll be honest. I think that the second commandment argument 
is not the best argument for her being against images. Okay. What's the best it's argument? It's not. So we actually somewhat touched on it. Yeah. Um, I think this is also um, touched on by Jerry Packer in his book, Knowing God. Great book, by the way. Fantastic book. I think it's chapter four or five. Okay. Um, the images cannot and do not capture the full glory of God. Mm. They are in themselves lies. They disguise and mar his glory and his majesty. That's why we should not use them. Yeah. Like it all comes they're, short. They're so inadequate of ca- capturing our great God. We shouldn't even consider using them. And I, I would go so far as like since they're since the images is inaccurate of God, that means that it's lying about God and is not lying about God blasphemy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I tend to not actually use the second commandment as my my basis. Really. I think it's it's all lies. Well, and you're it's teaching th- kids lies. Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. Thou shalt not make any Carved. graven images, carved right. images, right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's just another. The second commandment is just a, the reformed second commandment because there's different views on what are the com- ten commandments, but in what ordering it should be. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's just another argument in the great argument. For yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying dismiss the second. I, I think what you're it. getting to is the implications. Sure. If you're going to go down that road and you say yes, we can have an image of Jesus, then we are we are deciding for ourselves to have something that's obviously going to fall short. Right. Like it, it's no wonder. Like when Moses wanted to see the glory of God, that God's like, um, I'm going to put you in the cleft of a rock and I'm going to put my hand over you as I go yeah. by. You can see my back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Moses didn't get to see the image of God until like he finally passes and got to go be with God. Like, right. And we're here trying to do drawings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, want to sketch it out. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No. Like, I have too much respect and like reverence for God to like try and put him on a piece of paper. Yeah. So uh, another thought that I had as I was thinking about this issue, specifically in the Old Testament, is that we have all these theophanies in the Old Testament. Okay. Where God appears. Got to sure. appear to Moses, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham, right? And yet, and yet, the the authors of the Old Testament felt no need to create a sketch or God. describe or describe. Yeah, even better, even more to the point. There was no describe. But I had dinner with God. Mm-hmm. Well, what was he like? Well, he's about six one, dark hair, you know, brown eyes. You know, I right. mean, he had a firm handshake. Yeah. Spoke in a deep voice. <laughs> he like, was, none of that. He was fit, but not, like, shredded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, so yeah, clearly he took care of himself. Maybe did some push-ups in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 300, like Dean. Like Dean, yeah. <laughs> we don't have that. And I yeah. think, again, that's for purpose. That's in God's providence. Because... I mean, also, the scriptures were written by God, so... Like, yes, Abraham or Moses did not write down a description of God, but that is by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So in the same sense, God did not provide a description of himself. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty compelling evidence. Any, any other evidence that you would, any other um, rationale or arguments you would have against making uh, an image of God? I would say those are honestly the, the, the big ones. I can't think of another major argument that I would use against the images of God besides it yeah. marring his glory being lies and then we do have the commandment of not making graven images so uh let me dovetail into this uh, discussion because I, I love 
I love uh, art. Sure. I love beauty. I think God has created the uh, beautiful world for mm-hmm. us to enjoy, even though, you know, obviously sinful and marred um, beauty and art, things like that. One would argue like, hey, could you back off a little bit and just say, can you can you at least admit that we created an image of God? Some, it could be beautiful, right? Sure. And we can enjoy that beauty. I, I'm going to say we can enjoy the beauty without the image. Yeah. Right? You there, don't need the, like, um, is it St. Paul's Cathedral that has like the image of God? In London, and Adam, you mean? Or what? St. Paul's Cathedral in London? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The one with God reaching down to Adam. Oh, no, that's uh, Sistine Chapel. Sistine Chapel, yeah, yeah. my bad. I don't I think it's Sistine Chapel. Someone can fact check them. Okay, yeah, check fact check. So we got we need someone to fact check on that, along with <laughs> images of Muhammad, Muhammad yeah. and also the Eastern Orthodox. <laughs> all right, um, we came here, but like <laughs> covering all of our bases. Yeah, like in an objective sense, the actual artwork is phenomenal. Yeah, right. Like it is gorgeous artwork. But did you need it? No, no. We, the, we two things can be true at the same time. One, uh, we shouldn't have images of God. Two. The world is still beautiful and beauty can be created. Mm-hmm. And so like, for example, we don't meet at a church right now, you know, church plant, now a church and uh, Lord willing, we would have our own church building in the future. I love that. Mm. And I want it to be beautiful. Sure. I would love it to be beautiful. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm big into aesthetics. Look, think of, think of also like when God is giving instructions for the temple. Yeah. Like how the much tabernacle and, and the temple. beauty Absolutely. they're going to put into it. Like as a form of worship. Because I think God enjoys beautiful things. Yeah, because He made the world beautiful. Correct. Fact check true. So obviously, I, I think beauty is still a good thing. But I think what our argument here is depictions of God would be sinful. Mm-hmm. So, so I just wanted to mention that because I think I could hear some people say, "Hey, you just take it away from art or whatever, sure. you know, or beauty, or whatever." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "No, that's not what we're saying here. Like everything else, there, mm-hmm. there can be limits and restraints mm-hmm. to what is created." Right. Um, I did want to mention just before we sign off is yeah. I, I kind of alluded that there are people that take a more firm stance than me. Yeah. Uh, because although I'm I'm cool with depictions of lambs or doves because they're used in the scriptures, there are people that would be like, no, no images, mm-hmm. no images that even symbolically depict Jesus kind of for the same reasons as the second commandment of you don't want to have any image that you use like or could accidentally use in worship. So I hear that. My only argument against that is like, those are images that are used in, in scripture. Yeah. So God gave me those images. So I think we're free to use them. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you on that. You know, we've destroyed like every children's Bible that's published by Lifeway <laughs> or whatever the SBC publishing house is. Dang. Okay. Because <laughs> I mean, it's true. You open up the, the, the children's you know Bibles. It's like, oh. This is what Jesus looks like. Yeah. And the, again, Revelation, they never go to the part of him coming on his horse. White horse. With blood up to the bridle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop skimping out. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Tell the whole story, please. Yeah. Cherry yeah, pick. Yeah, that's another thing is like if we aren't careful with images of, of Jesus, we will create, a, you know, that false depiction of Jesus beyond like just lying about him or whatnot. The caricature. But you'll create the caricature. Yeah. To your previous sermon, you'll create that buddy Jesus yeah. or the, the Jesus that is... You know, soft, meek, and which he is. He is a meek person, but he's also a king. Yeah. And he's going to come to conquer. Yeah. You know. It's mm. We don't want to talk about that when it comes to yeah. Jesus. We, we God is love. Mm-hmm. And certainly we love God and love neighbor. And that was fully expressed in the person of Jesus Christ. Yep. 
Uh, we're not going to deny that, but also he cleansed the temple. Yep. God loves justice. He does. God loves righteousness. He does. Um, so the, the problem of like, we're thinking God is love is that some of his other attributes go to the wayside Yeah, because our depiction of love is, is like almost selfishness to us. I think I'm ending my Easter sermon tomorrow like this and this will get published you know, after Easter, but also happy Easter. It's happy tomorrow. Easter, happy Easter. Yeah. He will come to judge the living and the dead mm. in his kingdom. Yeah. We'll have no end. Amen. Yeah. So I anyway. don't like that judge part. That judgment doesn't sound very loving. Yeah, I know. Right. But it is because he is. still loves justice. And I think to kind of put a bow on this conversation, mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think a helpful one, hopefully for people. Cause like I said earlier, I think this topic kind of is, it falls by the wayside. Allow the words of scripture to inform your understanding mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. You don't need a picture. Right. But read your Bible. Yeah. The Christianity is a word based religion in this sense like god gave us his word and so use his word to create that image of god Um, and i think i think using your imagination is good uh in terms of like how do i understand jesus how do i understand who god is you know but you allow scripture to inform your mind Mm -hmm. more than anything else absolutely and if someone can't read you don't need to draw them pictures read for them that's another great point if someone can't read, let's read with them and for them. Yeah. And then, hey, maybe even, I'm not against the infographs. Sure. You know, you got Noah on the ark yeah. and you got. Noah's not God. I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tower of Babel, creation. Right. There's a lot we, there's a lot we can share with art and with depictions from the Bible, right? We're just simply trying to say, this is, this is one part of the story that God prohibits. Yep. And let's do our best to be faithful in that. So, uh, any controversies we want to get into before we sign off? Um, There's always a controversy. Welcome to America. The Nashville shooting was tragic. That was tragic. And yeah. um, I saw one thing where they included the shooter as one of the victims. Yeah. And that made me angry. Yeah. And I don't know if it was holy or unholy anger. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for yourself, but I've had some righteous anger. Not not toward the shooter per se, but toward the ideology that is poisoning the minds yeah. of our of our children in particular. Mm-hmm. An ideology that is wicked and evil and antithetical to God's way and the gospel and you know, uh, yeah, it's just it's heartbreaking. Man. Yeah, and uh, you know, the it's an ideology that it, it's poison in the well mm-hmm. and people are drinking the water. And it's spreading. Yep. So that's my controversy. What's yours? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Uh, controversy for the day. I don't have, I mean, it's it's a matter of pulling up the news and be like, just pick it. <laughs> you know, honestly. Just get news articles, put them on a dartboard. Yeah, just so darts at it. And that's your controversy for the day. I've been trying to do a better job of guarding my own, own heart against uh, um, nonsense that's out there. Sure. You know, and be like a little more selective, maybe. Don't want to get worked up. Sure. Trying to stay focused on things that matter. Not that, the, not that the stuff in the news doesn't matter. I'm not saying that. But, you know, for me, it's like I only got so much time. I feel like I'm happier. Like, if you notice, like you and Brooks will bring up things on our in our little group chat on our phones. Yeah. And I'll be like, what's going on? Yeah. And, what happened? And, and you know what? I'm doing great. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only reason why I stay informed um, to the degree that I do is sermon illustrations. Sermon illustrations. <laughs> or, or I think as a leader in a church and, you know. 
you got to be informed to help yeah. coach. And, and, and also in other areas where God has put me in places of leadership, I'm doing my level best to uh, understand what's going on, understand the cultural vibe and the temperature and the mm-hmm. culture and help other people navigate this from a Christian perspective, from a mm-hmm. biblical worldview. Yeah. And so on the one hand, I'm trying to temper, you know, what it is I put my sure. eyes in front of. On the other hand, it's like I still can't avoid it because people are looking to me for answers. So like when I teach a class of mm-hmm. doctrine and theology, I get so many questions all the time of this, that, and the other thing that's going on in culture. And so I, I have to know. Right. <laughs> I want to be able to respond. And if I don't know the answer at that moment, I, I need to go find out because they're going to come back to me and be like, Mr. Powers, what do you think? You know. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. All right. Logan, let's t- it's time to go to the uh, tattoo parlor. Right. Get you a cover up. Give me a cover up. Of just a larger cross without the Jesus. Just I'll be good with crosses. I I I symbolic okay. depiction, yeah. All right. Logan's good with crosses. Uh as for you, the listener, please like, share, um comment if there's comment. a comment section. Yeah, help us out with some of our uh, holes in our argument, you know? Yeah. Love to hear that. Yeah. And then, uh, we ain't perfect and yeah. our arguments ain't perfect. So Yeah. He said ain't. Ain't My language ain't perfect either. Um, hey, there's a cornfield right next to us, and this is cornfield theology. We need to work more, like rural slang. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm look, yeah, right at the window here. Uh, it'll, it'll be just a few weeks before the farmers are out there putting in seeds. So, thanks everyone for listening. Um, appreciate it, and uh, any feedback that you have, we love it. Uh, thanks for listening to Cornfield Theology. You're listening to an audio resource from Redemption Hill Church. This resource is not meant to be a replacement for participation at a local church, but an accessory to the care you're receiving from your own pastors. To learn more about Redemption Hill Church or to give to our ministry, visit redemptionhilldsm.org.